the good don't grow. We help you understand the benefits. With CBD and cannabis, yeah. The good don't grow. We remove the fear of the unknown by giving you all the facts. The good don't grow. We bring the unbiased content from opposing views to give you nothing but the facts. I welcome you to the show. The good don't grow. Probably ask you a few questions on uh, your background, on basic on your background, and then some stuff on how you use the CBD for an inflammatory process in your in your practice, and sure. then probably two other questions. Probably simple and short. That how's that sound? That sounds awesome. Get any questions for me before we begin, or? Yeah. So what's your story? What's your? I looked you up a little bit, but I couldn't find much. Uh, my story is I started looking to CBD about. Uh, I say about two years ago or so, I was looking for inflammatory because I'm a CrossFitter and uh, I'm also a firefighter, so I'm constantly in inflammation pain from working out all the time. Yeah. And so while I was looking it up, my daughter was going into rehab for opiates. Yeah. So I was also involved. I was. I saw some articles saying that it might help her slowly reduce herself from addiction. Mm-hmm. And that's how I slowly started looking into it. Back then, it still hadn't become legal here on the East Coast down in Florida, so it was really hard to get, and you had to kind of order it from the West Coast, and you were never sure what you were getting. And by the time we really found a source, unfortunately, my daughter passed away from an overdose. Oh, no. So from that point on, I dove even deeper into researching CBD, and I started seeing how I can help either other uh, addicts in that realm and also help my firefighter friends who are addicted to sleep aids and other painkillers and stuff and help them try and get their way to retirement to not ruin their retirement by, uh, you know, doing something dumb like suicide from PTSD, which I think in the last two years we've had three firefighters commit suicide. So it became a whole little, little thing for me. So what I started doing is I started talking to the fire departments and they got a little scared because they were like, okay, CBD. And the first thing you do is jump to marijuana, uh, firefighters driving stoned in liability. And I says, well, that's not what we're doing. Let's just open a conversation. And I thought I'd start a podcast, talk to a few doctors, physicians who are using it in their practices and what they're using it for, and then use that information and try and open those doors a little bit further down the road. Mm-hmm. So that's right. how I got involved. <laughs> oh, that's a, a heavy story about your daughter. I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you. Rough. Um, what's your, so what's your, um, how, did, how did that transition into the industry? Uh, that transition to, I finally went to a cannabis, uh, they had a cannabis get together here and I finally met somebody who had a CBD farm out in Colorado. And I ordered some of their products. I tried everything, a bunch of stuff. Some stuff tasted terrible. Some other stuff never worked. And I always thought it was like a fish oil kind of like, like a snake oil kind of thing. And then finally I found this, the one, the one group in Colorado. I tried it. I was going through Achilles tendonitis in both feet. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I tried it. And within 30 minutes, it kind of subsided a little bit. And me and my wife looked at each other. and I went, nah, this has got to be placebo. So I went back out, worked out, jumped up and down, you know, crazy me as, as, as who I am, and then <laughs> kept using it. And next thing you know, six months, it, it went away. Okay. So I've, I've been on it ever since and been studying it even, even more in depth on the different stuffs it can do. And I'm looking at the CBG and the CBN for sleep and stuff like that. And how did you hear about me? Uh, I was doing research. Basically, I did a bunch of different podcasts. I was trying to find physicians that are actually using it in their in their practice so uh, I think I heard you on one of the podcasts talk about it and I said okay he'd be interesting let's reach out and talk to him and I'm trying to reach out to different physicians who have different point of view some who use it some who don't use it some who believe in it some who who don't believe in it this way I can I can give my listeners an unbiased kind of let them decide for themselves if they want to try it or not yeah so how did you get started I um I'm a doctor, mystery illness. So for 20 years, we've been grinding out patients who aren't getting better elsewhere. And, you know, they've been to the local neurologist, they've been to Mayo Clinic, they've been to John Hopkins, and then they finally land where at Roots and Branches, our, our clinic. And over the years, I'm a tried and true naturopath. And what that means is I'm, I'm truly invested in removing obstacles to cure, or what we call identify um, the underlying causes and unfortunately in holistic medicine out there a lot of people don't do that they just want to sell you more supplements they just do a lot of diet and lifestyle 
all that's actually valuable. And I believe in targeted nutraceuticals. I believe in um, diet and lifestyle. But if someone has flagrant sleep apnea, you can do all the Whole30 or all the paleo or all the vegan or whatever the hell you want to do. Um, you're not going to get that patient better until you get them oxygenated. So, right. so many people in, in conventional model, we call what you have the diagnosis, right? Like you say, hey, my muscles hurt. And they say, hey, you have fibromyalgia. And you say, hey, I looked that up. Algae means pain and myofibros mean muscle fibers. So I said in plain English, my muscles hurt. And you said back in Greek, your muscles hurt. <laughs> what the hell are we doing here? And then naturopaths pick on the conventional model for this and they're no better. You come right. in tired and they're like, you have adrenal fatigue. What the hell does that mean? Come on. Right. Like the adrenals are fatigued for one reason and one reason only. You're constantly firing anti-inflammatory self-made prednisone or cortisol to put out inflammation. So then you have to go inflammation hunting. Is it a toxic tooth? Is it a failed root canal? Is it sleep apnea? Is it uh, celiac? Are you making um, an, an attack against inflammatory foods? Did you make an autoimmune attack against your own self tissue? If you did that, why are you doing that? What are the things that manage um, the immune cells and T regulatory cell function? Are you low on vitamin D? Are you low on EPA, DHA, fish oil? Are you uh, low on gut biome, short chain fatty acids, glutathione levels down? Are you in a water damaged building? Do you have an uh, infection? Do you have uh, a Lyme infection? So on and so forth. And, right. and what I see in, in our community, in the holistic community, is when people can't figure you out, they have their shtick, right? So it's like, can't figure out your heavy metals. Can't figure out I'm the Lyme guy. That that's not what we, we do. We're the differential diagnosis guys um, and gals. We have some awesome uh, awesome nurse practitioner who works with us too. And your job as a doctor should be to hear the patient's subjective symptom list. This is what I have, and then your job is to get paid to find out why they have it. Right. And, uh, and, and you do that by coming up with a differential diagnosis, which means a list of these are all the potential underlying causes that could be creating, you know, like in your daughter's story, um, endorphin deficiencies. Why aren't they making dopamine for hopefulness? Why aren't right. they making dopamine for self-worth? Why aren't they making dopamine for ambition and drive? Dopamine for the ability to finish tasks. Dopamine is part of our libido and decisiveness, right? Um, one of the un most underlying causes for depression and, and dopamine deficiency is, is like I shared earlier, sleep apnea. It, right. It's epidemic. If you don't have oxygen, your brain doesn't make neurotransmitters. And, and people don't do that. Then you have to take that differential diagnosis list, realize that your own poop stinks, that you guess right sometimes and wrong a lot of times, and you have to follow with reproducible laboratory diagnostics and imaging to say, I'm right or I'm wrong. I'm right, I'm right, I'm wrong. I'm right, I'm wrong. I'm right, 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 wrong, wrong, wrong. And that formulates your actual diagnosis, which for, for um, a, a, a patient, a mystery illness patient in our clinic, that's usually a three to four page diagnosis. It's multifactorial. It is many straws adding up to break the camel's back not just one, where, where cannabinoids come in. And I tell people, because a lot of us have leftovers from, you know, Nancy Reagan just saying, no, I grew up with a native Austrian father who literally thought heroin and weed were the same thing, right? It was like, you, you're using the freaking dope. And dope could mean weed. It could mean uh, uh, everything but alcohol. Because he's Austrian. <laughs> alcohol is totally fine. Why am I spending these tax dollars for policemen to break up keg parties? This is bullshit. Oh, but that kid's got weed, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. I had the same type of parents. Like, they yeah, all glumped yeah. in one, one group. Yeah, and it was, it was well-intended uh, road to hell because then my young brain smoked a joint, and I thought, wow, this isn't that bad. What is cocaine? What is da-da-da? And, and, and if we just said, here's the biochemistry of THC. And the biochemistry of THC is you can get arrested development from getting addicted to your vape banky, right? You, if every time you have stress in your life, you need to hit your vape banky, you can get into trouble with arrested development, especially with men and video games and, 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 and not ever moving out of mom's basement. Right. And, and THC does put you on a hypoglycemic crash. So, so the munchies are a, a low blood sugar crash in the brain. So what goes up must come down. 
whereas CBD does not have those um, blood sugar dysregulate dysregulating effects. So, so for me, um, I had patients coming in over the last five, 10 years since the green rush, right? Everyone and their mother make weed <laughs> and make hemp and you know, it's, I'm, I'm in Colorado, right? So they're right. like, so it's, it's all over there. And, and I'm a hardcore scientist. So when Mrs. Smith comes in and she's like, Oh, my ankle pain's better. And Tommy, my neighbor will give me as much hemp as I want. I'm like, how much are you taking? She couldn't give me, you know, an amount of CBD. She, it was, uh, you know, sometimes butane extract and, and everything under the sun. And then the next person comes in and says, hemp didn't do squat for me. CBD didn't do anything for me. And then the next person comes in and says, I got high off the hemp extract, that 0.3% THC. True stories, right? And, and Heard them all. And I said, you know what? I got to, um, I got to really put my butt in a chair, get on PubMed and see what is in the literature on this. And, um, and we, live a, we, we, we live a very blessed um, professional life where we have a good reputation, we're busy people, about 50% of my practice is from all over the country. And pre-COVID, you know, they fly in and we do like a medical tour and get them diagnosed finally. And, and again, these stories were so variable um, that I had to make the time to study the molecule, CBD, cannabidiol, and I, I, I couldn't get to it. And finally, um, this gentleman who used to do um, some lab sales with our office, he was one of the sales reps for one of the lab companies, said, Dr. D, we love the way you think. You always break my kahunas when I come in here with, uh, you know, that's bullshit. LPPLA2 does not predict, predict who's going to heart attack and stroke. LP little a is limited for what it can show. There's all these cardiovascular markers that he would always come in to be the new trend or the new fad. Right. Like that's a waste of insurance money. That's a waste of my patient's money, you know, and, and he liked that I was rigorous with, um, with, with integrity around diagnosis and, and treatment plans. And so, um, and, and he was part of a blue sky CBD company and, they were the fourth CBD company to hit on me, so to speak, to, to, to do their research and development. But they were the first group of people that were not flakes. They were all successful in prior businesses and they all had very compassionate, heart-driven, amazing stories with CBD, either personally or with a family member. And they wanted to um, do something more than make money. They wanted right. to do uh, a business that had meaning, kind of like you with your stories. It makes my hair raise, like my, my hair, the, 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 what a drive to have. And so I took a job um, on research and development for Blue Sky CBD, and I literally uh, wrote a um, 60 uh, slide deck uh, presentation for the Colorado Association of Naturopathic Doctors to present for Blue Sky on mechanisms of action of CBD, um, the endogenous cannabinoid system, uh, CBD versus THC. And that, that is on, on YouTube. It's, uh, I just saw that. I just actually saw that this morning. I actually, yeah. Yeah. So that's CBD 101. If you put CBD 101 Dorninger, it comes up. Um, but it's meant to literally take someone like my dad and say, um, let's get out of Nancy Reagan and really talk about the biochemistry of the molecule. And I've taught um, uh, 18 to 20s for right. the last 20 years. I taught at Naropa University for 10 years. I taught at Metro State. I taught at Bastyr. And, and kids don't respond to don't do this. They, the, the youth and adults respond to scientific biochemical education. And, right. you know, my big things that I would say to your viewers are we all make God-given endocannabinoids. These are part of your God-given physiology. You were born with it. And in my slide deck, I give two studies of you raise these endogenous cannabinoids, right? Anandamide and, and um, uh, two arachidonoglycerol um, with exercise. Right. So when you move, you get about a 20% increase in your endogenous cannabinoids when they sampled healthy controls versus pulling those endogenous cannabinoids on people who rode on the stationary bike. Interestingly, in the slide deck, I talk about it's a pilot trial of a choir of nine, nine English choir members, when they get together, raise their endogenous cannabinoids by 42%. Now, I'm not a scientist. 
wasn't singing, right? I feel good when I sing in the shower. I, I can't, I'm not claiming I can carry a tune and, and, and tour with Bono and U2 or something, but, but, but I feel good when I sing. Then in German, we have a word called Gemütlichkeit, the camaraderie and community firemen and, and women experience this, right? It, right. It's a team coming together to, 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 to accomplish a goal. So there's also that when choir members who know each other for 10 years come together. These are people you know and you love and you start making music and you get high. And again, not intoxicated. You get uplifted. Right. So, so that's the, the endogenous cannabinoids. And, what, and I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm talking to your listeners. But we know CBD recycles endogenous cannabinoids, right? It helps to keep that anandamide around. So what if I have someone who's going downhill with multiple sclerosis that's not treated well, they're in a wheelchair, they're no longer going to choir practice, and they're not a CrossFitter anymore, and you knew her seven years ago from CrossFit, right? Is she manufacturing endogenous cannabinoids anymore? No. And that's where um, Ethan Rousseau, I think, deserves a lot of credit. He's the researcher who really brought about this endogenoid cannab uh, endogenous cannabinoid deficiency syndrome, right? Right. Uh, where where he's linking migraines and irritable bowel syndrome and musculoskeletal pain and joint pain from one potential underlying cause is a crash in endogenous cannabinoids, right? So that's someone I think about right away. Oh my gosh, this person hasn't gone to a CrossFit workout with Gary in, in 10 years, right? They're so low. And if I ask them, drop and give me 50 push-ups, they're going to say, you're a jackass. You don't understand <laughs> my health condition. You, you don't listen as a doctor, right? So that's one of the places we'll apply CBD because it will help um, uh, uplift the endogenous cannabinoids. And we, we, we tell people all the time, CBD also binds 5-HT1. That is the serotonin receptor in the brain for uplifting. A lot of your migraine drugs are 5-HT uh, drugs, right? Imutrex right. is, is an example of that. Uh, you're gonna bind D2, the dopamine uh, receptor, for again, ambition and drive, uh, feelings of hopefulness, uh, self-worth, et cetera, et cetera. And we know when we analyze suicide notes in the literature, the number one theme across all suicide notes is hopelessness. Everyone, that's how everyone starts to note, right? To make light of a heavy, heavy, heavy duty subject. The second one's kind of funny. It's like, here's how you set the sprinklers. Here's the checkbook for, you know, paying the car payment. So they, they, they say, I'm effing hopeless. I'm hopeless, I'm hopeless, I'm hopeless. And then here's, um, here's the logistics of how to run the household when I'm not around, right? That, right. We, we know that that's low dopamine, low dopamine, low dopamine, low dopamine, right? Now that can be from concussions, that can be concussions meets apnea, that can be um, uh, literally an untreated celiac who has brain on fire, um, uh, it can be chronic injury, one too many surgeries, uh, the list is on and on, but they're not making dopamine, right? That can be a thin, lanky person like me who skips meals. Hypoglycemia is horrific for dopamine production. It can be a Hashimoto's autoimmune attack to the thyroid and now we're not producing T3. So the pace at which we make those, but while I'm getting to the diagnosis, getting them on 75 to 300 milligrams of CBD, right? Not full spectrum hemp, even more. If you're using full spectrum, you got to go higher. People aren't going high enough to get the effect. Um, and in my, and I know that you have a line that has no THC. I prefer no, no THC in those people. So you're, you, you prefer more of an isolate more than, than a full spectrum product? Well, and, and I don't prefer, you know, you were talking about believing earlier, right? I don't do believing. I do right. science, right? And I actually am a man of God and, and science. So I'm not talking about my faith. I'm talking about um, my doctrine has right. to be based in, um, in clinical um, uh, uh, boots on the ground research meets PubMed peer-reviewed published scientific articles. And unfortunately at this time, um, despite um, modern folklore, all of the research is on cannabidiol, isolate, right? There's no hemp extract. Uh, there's no entourage research. 
Now, again, at Blue Sky, we have a CBD, CBG max relief formula that we're getting our minds blown uh, with things like rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis and aches and pains. But, um, and some people come in um, and say full spectrum and some uh, say CBD, but the research that's accessible right now is um, uh, CBD isolate um, and, and then CBD THC combos. That's more for cancer and sleep um, and, and not enough entourage uh, research yet. In, okay. Interesting. So the last thing I'll say about the, the mechanism of cannabidiol is the GABA A receptor. So it does serotonin. Remember, serotonin is not the happy molecule. It's right. the enthusiasm molecule. Right. So it really means to uplift you and get into it, man. You know, so even that fibro patient, if I want to set up an exercise routine for them, it's like, let's get the serotonin up so you can walk to the mailbox today, tomorrow walk around the block, tomorrow walk around the block twice, and slowly stepwise, get them into a CrossFit six, 12 months out, you know, but, but just to get them away from their pain and uplifted and I can do it, we need enthusiasm and we need the dopamine for the ambition and the drive and the decisiveness and the ability to finish tasks. Now the GABA-A, that's the receptor that we bind for anxiety. And when people are frail and inflamed and broken down, or even like a guy like you, Gary, who knows how to crush a workout, but you get a really bad injury, right? And now like you break your leg skiing, let's say, right? It, it can be intense on the trauma of getting back on the slopes and hitting again. That GABA A makes everything cool, calm, and collected. CBD is almost like the peaceful warrior molecule, right? It's that very martial arts-like, I, my shoulders are relaxed, but if someone tried to attack me, I can Bruce Lee your ass, right? Right, right. It's like I can go very decisive and then back into relaxation, very decisive. And that's why I tell people CBD is not intoxicating, but it is psychoactive. People who are saying it's not psychoactive are full of doo-doo, and we want it to be psychoactive because I'm using it for anxiety, obsessive compulsive, uh, attention deficit, uh, bipolar, schizophrenia. Um, and, and things like uh, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, Parkinson's. I have one guy who, it's his CBD who got him into Parkinson's spin classes. He was embarrassed and ashamed of his tremors and just felt really withdrawn and isolated. What's the number one predictor of Parkinson's disease in my classmate Lori Mishley's research? Loneliness. So the last thing this guy needs to do is stay sit home, on the alone. couch and stay home right so he needs to get his butt to 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 a community and then exercise and then the dopamine comes up with the workouts too now he can move better right and there's even maybe for this particular patient who's 60 a couple cute 40 to 50 something <laughs> left. So, so the view's not bad either and every one plus one even plus better equals five so now <laughs> so so we have we're recycling endogenous cannabinoids um Fish oil also feeds the endogenous cannabinoid system. Uh, olive oil feeds the endogenous cannabinoid system through oleoethanol um, amide, and then palm oil through the palmitoethanol ethanol amide also feeds the endogenous cannabinoid system. So this is another reason when people go ketogenic diet and they start eating lots of healthy fats, another reason they're going to feel good is they're bringing in lots of raw material to make these endogenous cannabinoids, right? So, so, so I tell people all the time, do you eat olive oil? Yes. Well, Nancy Reagan days are over for your brain because you already push your endogenous cannabinoid system, right? Do you take fish oil? Yeah, I prescribed it for you. You're already doing uh, endogenous cannabinoids, right? That's so funny. Yeah. So, so that's one of the many reasons those Mediterranean folk are so joyously happy and uplifted, right? And again, it all counts. Being in the garden counts. But when they take that olive oil, they are pushing their OEA, that uh, oleoethylamide uh, endogenous cannabinoid, and, and they're going to be a little bit more um, enthusiastic and not depressed about life and psyched about talking to their neighbor for a couple minutes at the fence, you know. So, right. So, so those are the real big mechanisms of action. And... And I'll, I'll compare that to THC. Now, I don't have any, like, 
issues with THC from like uh, jail them up, block them up, you know. Um, you know, I grew up going to 311 concerts and thinking, you know, it's asinine to throw someone in jail for a pound of weed. What I do worry about with, with marijuana is just arrested development. If you get stoned every time stress enters your life, you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You need to process stress sometimes through a workout or through a counseling right. session or having to talk with your wife that's overdue or, 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 or whatever the deal, or, or like you guys, like, man, stop the stoic shit. I used to ride with the ambulance, right? I know my firefighter brethren and my police brethren, right? It's like, yeah, one bad cop and we think every cop is, is, is evil. This is effed up. These are yep. many women who are putting their asses on the lines and constantly going into um, PTS, cortisol spiking phenomenon that desperately need the application of CBD to help them feel cool, calm, and collected. Right. And, and I always remember one of my brother's classmates in high school, he was a cop in Newark, New Jersey, and all of his cop friends would go to the bar and get effed up to try and, and alcohol we know pushes GABA, but it comes with a lot of negative aftermath. CBD right. is showing anti-cancer lines in cell line studies and animal studies, not, not human studies yet. Uh, CBD is showing anti-dementia in animal line studies. Like this is a miracle molecule and these men and women who are in these intense jobs aren't allowed to use it. And I'll never forget, Jack used to say to me, man, everyone goes to the bar and gets effed up. I just want to fucking smoke some weed after my shift and I can't because I'll get kicked off the force. And I exactly. felt so bad for him because all the alcohol was getting these guys in trouble with their marriage, with their parenting, with, yep. with their ability to stay on task. And, and they needed camaraderie workouts. They needed some CBD. They needed maybe some yoga practices. They may, if, 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 if they're doing church, get, get back to church. Maybe they need marriage counseling, whatever it is for them. Right. To, to decompress in a way that is an upward spiral, not the downward spiral of booze. And, and I have nothing with moderate drinking. It's just right. when you're under those stress jobs, all of a sudden people start using booze to fall asleep. Uh, they, they start using booze to push GABA and decompress. Then their throat muscles get drunk too and they get apnea. Just go into any frat house and listen to the drunken apnea. Well, right. that, well, that's what's happening at the most of the fire departments, and this is why I started talking about it more, is that you're getting these guys that are doing all that, and more and more guys are getting sleep apnea, and there are more and more guys are going on, on the whatever those yeah. machines they have, the, yeah, the, the, the machines they have, and, and I'm like, well, there's got to be some other way, and I read some stories about CBD, how it helps. Now, you were talking a little bit back that you were giving more of a higher dose, like 300 milligrams a day. Is that something closer to what you would think would help with the, the firefighters in their sleep or, or yeah. would it be? Yeah. Is, yeah. So, so the little, the, the old, the old turn that you would look online and you see, Oh, start slow and low is, is good, but you're still looking at to get the results were closer to 300 milligrams a day. Yeah. So that's a, a can of worms you just opened there. So, um, <laughs> so, and it's cause of, it's, those are the questions I'm getting and I'm trying, yeah. I'm, that's why, that's why talking to you is so interesting because I'll be able to see more of on a research standby, not just yeah. a internet search standby that's on what right. you think. That's right. And, um, and it's not my first rodeo. So I've been in the nutraceutical industry for 25 years now. So I know all the players. I know third-party testing. I know um, uh, 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 purity and potency and, and so on and so forth. So the first thing is you want to make sure you you're actually have a, um, a product that is what it says it is. And I saw that the, I think you're, um, the brand that you're working with, I, I love that they do third-party testing. And for me, I'm not like in a pissing contest with other companies doing good work. It's like there's, there's not going to be enough um, CBD and hemp extract done right for right. the amount of applications there are for our current um, medical suffering. Right. Well, th that's technically my brand. So since I'm selling it to firefighters, I third party test everything to make yeah. sure before I get it there, because the last thing I want to do is get them fired to lose a retirement. I'm trying to get yeah. them to the retirement. Yep, that's right. And I saw that. And that's a really that's a really awesome statement. 
going to just chew on that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You can lose your pension from being a stressed out drunk and 80 other things when you deal with freaking trauma every day. You exactly. Know? Or you just check out, you know, and you make it to your, to your, to your pension, but, but like your family doesn't know you. Uh, exactly. You know, so, so one of the things that University of Penn came out with in 2017 um, in JAMA, that's the Journal of American Medical Association. So the highest impact journal, meaning the most read by doctors is New England Journal of Medicine. Second is JAMA. And this found that nearly 70% of all cannabidiol products sold online are either over or under labeled causing potential or serious harm to their consumers and i'm going to say it's not going to cause you serious harm it's going to cause harm to your pocketbook or it's going to cause harm to you weren't impressed you didn't know what you're doing you didn't get the desired effect if we're calling that harm it's not going to cause harm like taking 12 advil and destroying your intestinal lining your liver and your kidneys right right um so the team purchased and analyzed 84 products from 31 companies and found that more than 42% of the products were underlabeled and another 26% were overlabeled, which you would think is great. I got more CBD for the money, but you need to know the dosage if I'm telling you this many milligrams, right? And then um, only 30% of CBD products purchased contained an actual CBD content that was within 10% of the amount listed on the product. So we have flagrant um, problems in the nutraceutical uh, industry that people are working on. So we get, get to keep doing what we're doing. And the FDA doesn't feel like they need to come in and regulate like Europe, which would probably cause a riot because people love their nutraceuticals because right. they work when they're applied properly. So um, when I was going to, when you asked me to do the interview, I was like, I want to make sure he's not like doing bathtub CBD and, uh, and, and I'd love seeing that you also offered a THC free formula for your, for your firefighters, because I will tell you, you can pop a piss test on 0.3% THC. Yep. Um, and, and it's rare, but it can happen. And we had one patient. Um, and again, we don't do the full spectrum, but we had one patient get high off of a normal level of full spectrum hemp. And that's just someone who has sincerely uh, low liver clearance of THC, right? Her toilet doesn't flush THC out of the system. So she, she was actually brushing um, her horses on a full spectrum extract and the horse started going like this. She is so funny because she likes to get drunk drunk, but she doesn't like to get high high. So that was really, it was kind of like cute. And I was like, yeah, um, uh, full spectrum is not for you. I had another buddy who um, he's, I rolled jujitsu with him and he's, he's big and beefy. And he, uh, he took 10 times what the bottle said. <laughs> and then he called me he's a banker and he called me and he's like dude what should i do <laughs> and and i said first of all you're gonna go on a walkabout the aboriginals did this you're just gonna go walk up the path and <laughs> look at the birds and and i taught him that the antidote for too much thc is cbd so um one of the things one of the reasons i don't like thc that much for my patients and my practices we're dealing with anxiety, rumination, obsessive compulsive, um, all the time. A little bit of bipolar and a little bit of schizophrenic in my patient population. And when you take THC, you bind the CB1 receptor in the brain. Right. Makes you more expansive, more um, open, but sometimes more paranoid and, and, and more uh, schizophrenic. So schizophrenics already have overexpression of the CB1 receptor. They're already dialing that too much. So um, THC is actually, in my practice, contraindicated for people with anxiety, people with obsessive compulsive rumination. CBD is the perfect antidote because there's a little side uh, uh, keyhole called an allosteric negative receptor, which kicks the THC off that receptor. So uh, I tell this story often on, on podcasts someone we won't name um, who might be in the industry was at a Post Malone concert and he took a couple of little THC gummies because he's 40 something. Not, this is not me, by the way, this is really a buddy. Um, and, and, and I actually don't like THC, but I don't have any judgment on it. 
right right uh, right if it's your thing you know and you have yeah it, same same it, here I'll just... and you do it in moderation and you've just been coding all day for freaking google and you go up to the flat irons and smoke a joint knock yourself out right i'd much right. rather you do that than you're driving home drunk from the bar exactly um, and, and 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 he went to post malone had a couple gummies and then he was in the perfect buzz for him enjoying the music feeling it getting out of his head and all the freaking um stresses we have in the world and the young kids pass a joint around and of course he's got to be cool and you know, <laughs> think he's, thinks he's back in college and he takes a big toke and all of a sudden boom he's out of his mind he's got a bottle of blue sky cbd tincture in his pocket and he heard my lecture on cbd kicks thc off the receptor he does two dropperfuls 150 milligram cbd isolate and gets right back to his perfect buzz. So, wow. Yeah. So it's a really good thing to have in your back pocket. And again, you have a, I don't want to make light of the situation with our, with our kids, but I know I'm grazing my kids in Boulder, Colorado at 11 and 14, despite all the arrest development conversations we'll have, my kids are going to come home stoned off their ass one day and right. I'm going to hit them with some CBD and then go walk around the block 50 times and say, you know, how you doing buddy? And you know, this is, the world you live in, you got choices, all those fun conversations. But, but CBD um, for that is about 75 to 150 milligrams. What we tell everybody is start low just to see if you get a positive effect from a cost perspective, right? A, a, right. a 3000 milligram CBD isolate from Blue Sky is 125 bucks and that's a steal for 3000 milligrams of yeah. CBD, but it's still 125 bucks. And right. I'm not about uh, profit, I'm about uh, improved patient outcomes. That's my jam. If we get you back in the game of life, that's what we need. So there's a, 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 um, a whole section of anxiety on that uh, YouTube uh, webinar I do. Right. And there's one case that made me think of the fireman. And it is a, um, 11 year old, she's like 10, 11 or 12, somewhere in there, who had, um, was molested multiple times with absentee parenting. And what absentee parenting means in that situation is she was molested a lot as a young, young girl, like five years old, and mom and dad didn't know about it. And the child slept in mom and dad's bed 95% of the time, 19 out of 20 nights, they tried putting her down in her own bed. She comes in crying and, and gets in mom and dad's bed. And they just can't figure out why their kid is so um, uh, overwhelmed. Um, the psychologist works with her um, and they, they discover all this, but they give her 30 milligrams of CBD a day, isolate. And she switches to 95% in her own bed. So that is an N of one, that's a case of one for how CBD helps trauma. So then we move into the anxiety trials in CBD, and these get really fun. Now, these are all pilot trials. They're all small, but they're profound. Right. What they found is they randomized um, 24 people with anxiety and stage fright. They hate public speaking. So how are they going to challenge these people's anxiety? They make them public speak. It's this evil study, but, but it's really neat. And, and they gave um, randomizing in clinical trials just means you, you blindly count one, two, one, two, one, two. And this was double blinded. So the researchers didn't know who was getting the real CBD and who was getting the, the fake oil. Right. And then they gave them 300 milligrams of CBD isolate um, to, for the 12 that got CBD and and like some kind of oil preparation that had zero CBD, um, but tasted like oil to, 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 to the um, non-CBD subjects. And they all public speak. And the uh, CBD takers had statistically significant reduction in anxiety. And that was kind of expected. That's what we were trying to figure out. But they also had improved mental acuity and mental clarity. So they were not only chill, hmm. but they could execute on their talk. So off of that study and a couple other anxiety trials, they're all waffling at around 120 to 300 milligrams. So I always start with anxiety at about 30 to 75 milligrams, one to two times per day. And then I go up to 300 milligrams quickly if we are not seeing anything. Right. Now, remember, I have heroic 
results of CBD because we're also addressing underlying causes. Right. right. Like I'm making sure we clean up the diet. If they're thin and lanky, you're not allowed to skip breakfast and start your day out with a 40 ounce chai with, with, with 40 grams of sugar, right? But a lot of my patients were people that were still struggling with anxiety after we corrected all of the underlying causes. Now it's three months later, and we realize in that Ethan Rousseau tradition, they're still in an endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome. And the other thing I think that's happening is glutamate is a neurotransmitter that makes us feel agitated, obsessive compulsive, anxious, and GABA does the opposite. It makes us feel cool, calm, and collective. So this is speculation. This is something we're trying to figure out. But my speculation is that glutamate is toxic in these people with chronic stress, anxiety, sleep issues, and GABA is low. What we know from the literature is that CBD raises GABA-A. What I'm speculating, and I'm really dedicated to finding out, is does it dampen glutamate? And I think it does because of a schizophrenia trial in Germany. And this is, and then I want to hear anything else you have to share or say or ask, but people need to hear this trial. There was, uh, they randomized um, schizophrenics in Germany, about 80 of them, into receiving a traditional antipsychotic or um, uh, CBD. And they raised the CBD. And the punchline of the study is at 400 to 800 milligrams of CBD isolate per day, 400, 800. Now, the only problem there is price tag, right? Right. Um, um, they had the same management of schizophrenia as a traditional antipsychotic with less side effects. Wow. If that doesn't grab your attention, it's time to stop doctoring. You got to move on from your profession. That study should blow your mind and one of the reasons that should blow our mind is traditional antipsychotics work by dampening glutamate, but they also work by dampening dopamine. And dopamine's old name was prolactin inhibiting factor. So you'll see on these schizophrenic patients that are on antipsychotics, their prolactin, the hormone that tells the mammary glands to make more milk, prolactation, is up. And, and so you just suppress them to like, Ugh. So they're not having auditory hallucinations. And I'm a guy who believes in prescriptive medications for being a part of bipolar and schizophrenia. I, right. I'm not like Mr. Natural only righteous guy. I'm an integrated doctor, right? Prescriptions aren't bad. There's just really great ones, ones that are good but come with side effects and then ones that are trashy and truly need to leave the market. And, um, and, but it suppresses glutamate and dopamine and can make these people kind of like just listless or, or apathetic, right? They're not torturing their marriage anymore. They're holding their job. They're holding their friendships, but, but they're, they're, they're not feeling anything. Remember, CBD enhances dopamine. So right. how is CBD helping schizophrenics turn off if we're turning on dopamine? I'm speculating because I think we're getting a beautiful suppression of this really agitating brain molecule glutamate when it goes too high. So that's, Interesting. yeah, so that's where like when I saw that and, and just to finish that circle, the safety trials on CBD isolate, again, we need more um, uh, full spectrum studies. Right. Uh, they're, they're, they're not done yet, but the safety is 1500 milligrams a day. It is rare for us to go above 300 milligrams um, a day in our office. So we had a, a schizophrenic case like that recently. It was very tragic. 50-something um, um, mom, wife, grandma had this relation, relationship with her little um, grandson, and she just started um, uh, uh, losing um, her faculties a little bit. And it was um, 300 milligrams of CBD twice a day for the first four weeks. Then we cut her back to 300, plus uh, 400 milligrams of L-theanine, four times a day, which is another thing to think about with firefighters is the amino acid L-theanine. Now that's my high dosing, um, but L-theanine also has a great safety profile, literally brought her out of schizophrenia um, back to normal. And it was the first time I saw what happened in the clinical trial in my own clinic. And if I talk about it too much, I'll, I'll seriously start crying because it was <laughs> freaking awesome, right? That must have been and impressive. And, and, and Gary, what I'm going to take with me today is the story of your daughter. Like that weighs heavy on my heart. I am going 
to stay motivated with the peer-reviewed literature on what this molecule can do. And I think it has a lot of promise with opioid addiction and also a lot of promise of, of loading people up and then getting them on an exercise program and then getting them on clean nutrition because you need that enthusiasm, you need that ambition and drive to, to stop thinking about the, the, the stupid uh, um, um, uh, morphine receptors, you know? Right. That, that's such a grip. And, and again, I think this combination of um, diet lifestyle, removing obstacle cures, and God bless all those firemen who are using their CPAP. If you have apnea, treat apnea. Um, uh, the other thing you can treat apnea with long-term is mastery of the didgeridoo. So once they get oxygenated, stay on their CPAP, but if you just, um, you really? Yeah, if YouTube uh, British Medical Journal sleep apnea didgeridoo, you'll see the small pilot trial they did in Switzerland because it's lazy throat muscles and lazy nasal muscles that allow us to go into apnea. Right. Well, that, that'll definitely get some of those links to hook up for the bottom of the the, uh, the podcast. But I'm yeah. t- I'll tell you what you you've completely blown my mind because, like I said, most of the research that we've all done there is everybody's going full spectrum you know, terpene and entourage effect, you, you kind of like reinvigorated the whole, the isolate is not the bad one. It yes, and let's, and let's talk about when I do think full hemp extract. CBD is an uplifting molecule. It's a productivity molecule. And that's what Americans ultimately want. Americans don't want to be stoned as much as they want to be badass, getting shit done, shoveling their neighbor's driveway who's 85 years old after they read their kids to bed the night before and they're getting their taxes paid. Americans love to accomplish. Right. And, 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 and I do too, and that's CBD. The terpenes in full spectrum are a little more sedating. So if you have someone who really operates like this, I, I consider um, uh, full spectrum extract. The other thing about CBD is it's contraindicated. Now, some patients come in and say, I take my 150 milligrams at bedtime and I feel great and I sleep great. I'm not going to get in the way of that. But in the research, CBD at bedtime is not a good idea. Um, CBD actually can interrupt sleep cycles. CBD with THC helps sleep. Full hemp extract helps sleep. CBN looks like it's also going to be helping sleep, but there's not enough papers like there is on CBD. So I think about full hemp extract more about, let's hit that 5 p.m. full hemp extract from that really anxious person um, or hit it at nighttime because there's a little tiny bit of THC with some of those sedating terpenes to set up a, a, a good night's sleep. And then obviously some of the stuff that Charlotte's Web has done with full hemp extract with seizures um, is great too, but so the seizure um, papers were on CBD. Right. So, so we just have parents and, and, and companies sponsoring small, like little trials on CBD for full hemp. And it, it looks like that's working too, but I think more about um, full hemp extract for, for sleep. So, you know, one thing, if I were, if I was um, working with your company, if we'd probably get a CBD isolate out there and do that in the morning, mid afternoon, and then do the full spectrum late afternoon, evening, um, and, and, and benefit from those terpenes, um, having that, uh, um, more sedating calming effect and a little bit of that THC in there for, um, for sleep cycles. Perfect. Yeah. We definitely, I'm definitely interested. I might even come down and see you. I'm definitely interested because I, I like the way you're, my thing with doctors is you're straightforward, straight to the point. It, like you said, yeah. you, you try to find the underlying cause. You just don't look and say, yeah, this is normal. Do that. Like the books say, let's find, yeah. but let's figure out what it does. Yeah. I always get so frustrated with like, let's pick on conventional model. Hey doc, my guts are, are gassy and bloaty. <gasps> I figured it out. You have irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> then you go over to the nature pass and you're like, I figured it out. You have SIBO, small intestinal bowel overgrowth or bacterial overgrowth. And we say, great, you have bacterial overgrowth in your guts. Why? Did you get concussed and you no longer make hydrochloric acid to keep bacterial overgrowth down in the upper GI? Do you have an autoimmune attack on your thyroid and you don't make enough T3 
to motile your guts and now your gut swamp and allow uh, bacteria set up? Do you have mold illness and biotoxins are clogging your gallbladder and you don't get bile ejection to move those guts and keep the, uh, turn the swamp back into a river, right? When, when, when bowels don't work right, right? You, you're gonna have GI issues. Right. And I tell people, you know, um, I, I made up phase four liver detoxification. Phase four liver detox is you took a poop, right? <laughs> um, taking a poop is taking toxins to the toilet. You're completing the circuit. So you can take all the glutathione and everything you want up here. If you didn't crap, the toxins didn't get to the toilet, right? It's like someone took the garbage out of your kitchen and put it in your garbage can, but no one put it on the curb and the garbage truck didn't take it to the dump, right? Right. Garbage is going to start piling up. So we see a lot of this where um, I also don't want CBD to get a bad name by someone saying it didn't bring back my grandfather from Alzheimer's. If you do a mini mental status exam and you just applied CBD at 300 milligrams uh, uh, per day, you're probably going to see a mild improvement in cognition. But you also have to be saying, why did he dement in the first place? Right. Right. And that's going to be multifactorial, right? The, 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 I love the perspective of the body keeps score of the book that says, you know, the body stores everything. The problem is we need to write our, our naturopathic and conventional medical textbook says, if you see these symptoms, these are the 200 things you need to be thinking about. And then you need to do the data collection to say, yes, it is, or no, it isn't. Right. Number one common um, symptom in primary care is fatigue. Do you know how many reasons I have for, for causing fatigue? It's There's, endless. Yeah, that's for sure. And we need to look at all of them. Exactly. So, yeah, so the CBD has been a wonderful ally. Um, the CBD, CBG, which is our max relief formula, we are saving that for people with real intense pain. And I've been blown away on what CBG is bringing to the pain phenomenon. As we know, it's a costly molecule because yeah. when hemp plant finishes, only 1% of that plant is CBG. So, exactly. to, so to isolate that cannabinoid and, 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 and take a lot of it, it, it adds up. But yeah. if you get out of pain and you can start working again and you can start making money, then exactly. th that's, that's the fun for me is helping restore functionality and on all levels, right? Like getting out of your own broken down, sick narcissism, like my whole entire day is about my illness, right? Well, that's the one, that's, that's the one thing I need to get with you about the CBG and stuff, because I also work as a uh, exercise specialist for an orthopedic group. So they, they actually refer all their clients to us instead of actually putting them on opiates and everything else. So we help them out with some CBD products for their pain and arthritis and stuff. And I have a lot of people that are, that are getting surgeries that are looking for stuff, not the conventional opiates, but want something different to help them get through the surgeries and the pain afterwards. So I, I, CBG sounds like a, a very good alternative to that. It's awesome. And, and what I like about our blue sky is we have the CBD and then the CBG is the same amount of CBD with half CBG. So it's a one variable change if they're not responding to CBD. Like let's say I'm giving them um, one dropper full, which is 75 to 90 milligrams of CBD. If I give them the, 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 the CBD, CBG, we're doing the same amount of CBD plus the CBG. So, and I love, I still love the, with physical therapy and post-op, I still love the CBD for the enthusiasm, for the hopefulness, for right. the ambition and drive, because you got to get your ear and gear and get to your, um, to your appointments with your trainer, right? Exactly. Uh, you got to get the rusty gate moving again. That's, that's, that's the biggest thing with physical therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been, it's getting fun and, um, and we, it, it's a tried and true nature path. The further we segregate from mother nature, the sicker we get, right? So I try and just get honest with it. If I'm sitting indoors under fluorescent lights every day, going from this box to my jujitsu box, over to my office box, back to my home box, watch my kid play basketball in indoor box, and over to the parkour gym with my other son box, I'm going to be low on vitamin D. 
Exactly. And, and even if I was outside as a Colorado farmer, we catch low vitamin D on them too, because the way the sun hits the latitude is how you make vitamin D. So I'd have to go pull out my Speedo and start a biodynamic organic farm at the equator <laughs> if I wanted to make enough vitamin D off of the sun. Right, and that's why Mother Nature has all those cod livers in the northern latitude where there's no, um, now again, it's 22 hours of sunshine in the summer of Sweden, but you don't have vitamin D because of the way the sun hits the latitude, but you're eating the, the cod liver oil, which is loaded. So we, the earth had it all laid out for us. It truly was eating, and then we just <laughs> screwed ourselves up. Right? Exactly, screwed and, everything up. And, and I laugh at our own human narcissism of Earth Day. Like the earth needs to it. No, she's going to freaking swat us off like a gnat, go dormant for a billion, and say, can anyone else be more respectful? Right. So, so, but at the end of the day, we have to save our, ourselves from ourselves. Exactly. You know, and if we give Mother Nature the finger, she doesn't have any conscience or ill will. It's no. just like, all right, you're going to be sick. Yeah. yeah. You'll see what happened later. It's a yeah. <laughs> and that's where, you know, just to bring it back to um, the policemen and women, the, the, the firefighters, the, 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 the ambulance drivers, uh, the, the ER workers, um, these men and women lay it on the line. Yes, there's one bad apple. Don't let it ruin the whole bunch. And it's a tragic bad apple. But, but these men and women are people that I respect, care for, know they don't get paid uh, the right amount of money or get resourced properly um, to, to, to deal with their jobs. And their sleep cycles get radically screwed with. And we know that cases of cancer go up more when, when, you, when you mess with melatonin cycles. And, um, and that you're even, the, the research shows the best is to live on farmer's hours, right? Get up with the sun, go to bed with the sun. Right. Second best is you're just on a steady shift that's screwed up, meaning I only work nights because it's at least steady. The worst is when your schedule shifts in regards to melatonin cycles and cancer outcomes in cl clinical research. We know that cancer is inflammatory and we know that CBD is showing positive results for dampening cancer lines in cell and animal model. I'm not claiming CBD is a preventative for cancer right. yet. It's looking positive, but that, that research um, needs to be done. Same with THC. THC has some positive um, uh, cancer research on it as well, but I worry about these men and women's sleep cycles and if, if we can help support them on, okay, you're going to work nights, but then you're going to have a very consistent workout schedule, right? You're going to work out when you get home from that shift, or you're going to work out at 5 p.m. and your shift starts at 6 p.m., right? Just doing whatever they can to stay as consistent with Mother Nature as possible, because that really screws with cortisol, really sets up PTSD, and, yeah. and really messes with your emotional state your family responsibilities, your marital responsibilities, your friendships, and 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 then and then the booze calls you, or the opiates call you. Yep. you one surgery, you get uh, and 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 I love what the Bell Brothers have done with prescription thugs. I don't know if you you saw that one yet. But I did not see that one yet. They they did a great job with. I won't give you any of the punchlines, but just how dark the opioid crisis is, and that using Advil and ibuprofen. Uh, excuse me, uh, Advil and, and, and Tylenol, ibuprofen and acetaminophen, work as well as an opiate for post-op inflammation and pain management. You do have to watch the gut lining, the liver and the kidneys long-term with those. So can we get CBD? Can we get turmeric? Can we get resveratrol? Can we get high-dosing fish oil, right? Can we get Wim Hof breathing uh, in uh, post-op phenomena? And if I only had one of all those at this moment, it would be CBD. Because of all the medicines I've used in, in 20 years of natural medicine, it works quick. And the patient gets, um, like, psyched. They're like, okay, you know, I don't need the Percocet, right? So, right. And, and, and it, gets them, um, it gets them uplifted to do their follow-up therapy so they can get back in the game and not turn into Elvis, you know. Perfect. Eric, I appreciate your time today. Again, I was 
blew, blew my mind with, with the difference between a CBD isolate and, and full, everything just was, it was great. It was very informative, everything a lot more informative. A time and a place, right? <laughs> but, the, but the literature shows us when to apply which. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm just so psyched to connect with you and know your story and know what you're doing. And, you know, as a guy who used to ride with the ambulance, firefighters are dear to my heart. I know how screwy the, the circadian rhythm and the lifestyle can be. And, you know, everyone kind of celebrates you guys, but we need, we need to go all in and just say, right. this job is bananas. It's totally screwy and we need better mechanisms to support brain chemistry physiology we need to take this you know well-intended nancy reagan just say no phenomenon out of what's real and and what's not right exactly and and, and allow these men and women access to medicines that aren't going to turn them into a dui drunk or an opioid addict or 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 aggressive and 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 spousal abuse they, they Could, need support could not agree with you more. Exactly. And, and that's, that's where I'm slowly heading it. And that's where I'm trying to gather more information of people like you to help actually further the cause and show the upper administration that we can do this properly. I'm on your team, brother. Anytime you need me. Eric, I appreciate it. I'm going to actually look up, send me a couple of the links that you talked about. I'm going to look up the blue sky for the CBG and stuff like that. I'm going to give it a try and we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks, Gary. You have a great afternoon. Have a great weekend.